I'm Brian Gottstein, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, January 31st. Here are today's headlines. Senator Lindsey Graham in a Senate hearing on Wednesday told Meta-CEO Mark Zuckerberg and other social media executives to their faces, you have blood on your hands, and that their products are killing people. This comes from a report by The Daily Signal's Fred Lucas. Meta is the parent company of Facebook and Instagram. The CEOs of the largest social media companies testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee about online child exploitation. The CEOs in the hot seat were Zuckerberg of Meta, Evan Spiegel of Snap, parent company of Snapchat, Sho Chu of TikTok, Linda Yaccarino of X, formerly Twitter, and Jason Citron of Discord. Social media companies, as they are currently designed and operate, are dangerous products. They're destroying lives, threatening democracy itself. These companies must be reined in, or the worst is yet to come representative uh, from South Carolina and the Rock Hill area. To all the victims who came and showed us photos of your loved ones, don't quit. It's working. You're making a difference. Through you, we'll get to where we need to go so other people won't have to show a photo of their family. The damage to your family has been done. Hopefully, we can take your pain and turn it into something positive so nobody else has to hold up a sign. Gavin's son got online with Instagram and was tricked by a group in Nigeria that put up a young lady posing to be his girlfriend. And as things go at that stage in life, he gave her some photos Uh, compromising sexual photos, and it turned out that she was part of an extortion group in Nigeria. They threatened the young man that if you don't give us money, we're going to expose these photos. He gave them money, but it wasn't enough. They kept threatening, and he killed himself. They threatened Mr. Guffey and a son. These are bastards by any known definition. Uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, You and the companies before us, I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product that's killing people. When we had cigarettes killing people, we did something about it, maybe not enough. You're going to talk about guns, we have the ATF. Nothing here. There's not a damn thing anybody can do about it. You can't be sued. Now, Senator... Blumenthal and Blackburn, who've been like the dynamic duo here, have found emails from your company where they warned you about this stuff, and you decided not to hire 45 people that could do a better job of policing this. So the bottom line is you can't be sued. You should be. And these emails would be great for punitive damages. But the courtroom's closed to every American abused by all the companies in front of me. Of all the people in America we could give blanket liability protection to, this would be the last group I would pick. It is now time to repeal Section 230. This committee is made up of ideologically most different people you could find. 
Graham and other senators on the panel suggested that repealing Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act was in order. The act makes social media companies immune from liability for the content that their users post. He added that the companies are treated differently than any other in the industry. FBI Director Christopher Wray said in a hearing on Wednesday that Chinese hackers are targeting key American infrastructure to cause chaos in the United States. Ray testified at the House Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party that Americans needed to pay more attention to this issue. This from Fox News. CCP's dangerous actions, China's multi-pronged assault on our national and economic security, make it the defining threat of our generation. Now, when I described the CCP as a threat to American safety a moment ago, I meant that quite literally. There has been far too little public focus on the fact that PRC hackers are targeting our critical infrastructure, our water treatment plants, our electrical grid, our oil and natural gas pipelines, our transportation systems, and the risk that poses to every American requires our attention now. Ray said that China is doing these things in part to lay the groundwork for a significant attack when they decide it's time to strike. According to Fox News, he also said that Chinese hackers are actively attacking our economic security, engaging in wholesale theft of our innovation and our personal and corporate data. He said that China has stolen more personal and corporate data than any other country or group of countries combined. The House impeachment proceedings against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas continues. Representative Mark Green, a Tennessee Republican and chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, oversaw the markup of two articles of impeachment against Mayorkas on Tuesday. The Daily Signal's Virginia Allen reports that Green said at the hearing that Mayorkas cannot continue to stay at his post. Today is a grave day, Green said at the start of the all-day markup. We've not approached this day or this process lightly. Secretary Mayorkas' actions have forced our hand. The actions and decisions of Secretary Mayorkas have left us with no other option than to proceed with articles of impeachment. To quote Madison once again, perhaps the greatest danger of abuse in the executive power lies in the improper continuance of bad men in office, end quote. We cannot allow this man to remain in office any longer. The time for accountability is now. The first article of impeachment asserts that Mayorkas has failed to enforce America's border and immigration laws and has instead incentivized illegal immigration. The second article contends that he is in breach of the public trust and has made false statements to Congress and the American people. Mayorkas weighed in on the impeachment proceedings against him, sending a letter to Green on Tuesday saying that the problems with our broken and outdated immigration system are not new. The Homeland Security chief called on Congress to deliver a legislative solution to the situation at the southern border and said it's false to claim that his department has failed to enforce our immigration laws. We have provided Congress and your committee hours of testimony, Mayorkas wrote in the letter, thousands of documents, hundreds of briefings, and much more information that demonstrates quite clearly how we're enforcing the law, he said. A full House vote on the articles of impeachment is expected as soon as next week. 
Denver Mayor Mike Johnston, a Democrat, said on Wednesday in an interview with Fox & Friends that his city is nearing a breaking point due to the border crisis. He said that given how many so-called asylum seekers he's taken in, his city needs help from the federal government. We've been talking to leaders in D.C. and around the country about why we need them to take action here, he said in the interview. I think we've successfully welcomed almost 40,000 migrants this last year, and we know what it takes to do this successfully. We just need that help. Johnston said that he needed the federal government to make it easier for the new arrivals to get jobs in the U.S. and that it's important to quickly process their asylum claims. Oregon Governor Tina Kotek, a Democrat, declared a state of emergency over the fentanyl crisis on Tuesday. The Hill reported that this decree establishes an emergency command center for drug overdose response and prevention for at least 90 days. Our country and our state have never seen a drug this deadly addictive, the governor said in a statement, according to The Hill. The next 90 days will yield unprecedented collaboration and focused resources targeting fentanyl. The state is dealing with the largest increase in synthetic drug overdose deaths in the country, The Hill reported, and the third highest amount of overdose deaths overall. This comes from data compiled by the CDC. Oregon decriminalized fentanyl and other hard drugs in 2020. Since that time, there's been an explosion in drug use, especially fentanyl. That's caused some Democrats in the state to suggest rolling back the decriminalization law. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for The Daily Signal interview edition. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us to reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.